Hi, I'm Tessa. And I'm Elliot. And this is Tessa and Elliot Argue. Do you like weird headlines? Guy on Ambien accidentally proposes to girlfriend, wakes up and doesn't remember any of it. Florida gun owners plan to shoot at Hurricane Irma. Plane forced to turn back after mother forgets newborn at airport. If any of this caught your attention, you can find us at TessaElliotArgue.com. We come out every Sunday morning. Check us out. Hello and welcome to the show, everybody. Green, I got you here. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. And one more quick check. I still have you, Mr. Hagen. Yes, sir. Awesome. All right, guys. I think we're ready to start then. Hello and welcome to Next to Nothing, a show where we talk about gaming on a budget. I am your host, Danny K. With me, as always, Mr. Greenlee. Mr. Greenlee, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Danny. Awesome. Uh, and no Rev this week. Uh, he's getting ready for PAX. Uh, he also had some. Um, he's also had some misfortune relating to his uh, boarding over at PAX. So guys, go on over to Rev's fans channel, pop him a follow. Um, if you're like on Twitter, just be like, hey dude, we appreciate you. Um, he will be doing like a scarathon um, tomorrow with a special. Um, alert where if you donate six dollars and 66 cents to him um you will give him a scare alert which is awesome and hilarious and funny um so go on ahead and do that and then next week he will be back with our guest to talk about pack south um our guest this week is mr z hagen from the wasteland active radio podcast how are you doing mr hagen I'm doing pretty good, Danny. Thanks again for having me back. Yeah, of course. Uh, people might remember that uh, you were on not too terribly long ago, I think in October 20, uh, 2019, right? Yeah, something like that. I know it was, I think, believe it was October, yeah. Yeah, so for those who don't know about you, why don't you go on ahead and tell the folks what all you do and uh, what is coming up? Sure. Um, so... For those of you guys that uh, were not able to listen in the last time I was here, I run a uh, I run a podcast called Wasteland Active Radio. It's a uh, it's based around the story or the universe of the Fallout video game series made by Bethesda and Obsidian. Um, but uh, basically, it's kind of it's an audio drama style podcast uh so very storytelling based uh we created our own characters um it's me and uh two other two other folks um are kind of the main people that do it um and it basically it centers around uh this ghoul named crispy who um he basically gets sent out to the midwest from the East Coast uh, by the Brotherhood of Steel. Originally, he believed that he was going to be doing this big assignment for him. He was going to be scouting out stuff. But anybody who knows Fallout well enough knows that Brotherhood of Steel does not work with ghouls. And so they basically sent him out there to get rid of him. And after he realized that, he found an old radio station and fixed it up. And he started his own radio show while set, like setting up a community around the radio station. Um, 
and we are currently uh, prepping for our second season. Uh, our last season ended uh, back in I think it was early. It was early October or late September. I can't quite remember for sure, but uh, we're prepping for our second season, which actually launches on the twenty second, so a week from tomorrow. Um, and uh, I personally am super excited. We have a lot of fun, fun stuff planned. Got some new characters and everything. It's great. Yeah. So if I can take a moment to blow some smoke up your ass. Uh, okay, the first season, <laughs> the first uh, season was incredibly well done. You guys have uh, some great uh, quality production going on. The voice acting is pretty on par, and uh, a lot of your writing is very witty and funny. It's uh, definitely if you guys are fans of audio dramas, this is certainly one to check out. Um, if you guys really enjoy Fallout and want an experience that isn't as disappointing as Fallout seventy six, definitely. <laughs> Definitely try this out. Definitely check it out. Um, where all is Wasteland Active Radio available? So Wasteland Active Radio, we have been growing it out um, like everywhere. So um, basically, it's 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 pretty much available wherever you can find um, a podcast. We have it on Spotify, I, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Um, we have a we actually have a new website that we launched not too long ago. It's called wastelandactiveradio.com and you can stream um, all current episodes on there as well. Um, I like I we have it in so many different places. I can't even li- list everything. You just like wherever <laughs> basically boils down to wherever you can find podcasts online, we're probably there. Um, and if not let us know and we could probably make it put them there but um oh we're on we're on youtube uh recently set us up a youtube channel so you can watch um it's not much for video but you can you if you if you're fans of youtube you can go there and find us uh it's w-a-r-r podcast is the channel name and uh yeah pretty much pretty much everywhere now Cool. Um, and then where are some social media places people can keep up with you and the show? So, uh, first of all, there is, we do have a Facebook page, um, Wasteland. The, so the full name of the show that we originally started off with, we don't really refer to it as a full name anymore, but it's called uh, Wasteland Active Radio Dash Revival. So when you look it up on Facebook and stuff, you're gonna, the it'll be the one with that Dash Revival. That's the second R in W-A-R-R because we... For those of you who don't know, we tried doing this several years ago and it flopped. So we brought it back. And so hence the word revival. Um, but um, we have a Facebook. Uh, we have an Instagram, uh, W-A-R-R podcast. Uh, like I said before, we have a YouTube. Um, but uh, Facebook and Instagram are some of the bigger ones. Uh, probably going to be making a Twitter at some point. No idea when that'll be. I imagine sometime soon. But um but yeah, Facebook and Instagram are the two biggest ones. Awesome. Um, I don't think there's anything else I wanted or that we need to get out of the way for that. Anything oh, else? I do have, oh, yeah, go uh, ahead. I'm sorry. I do have one last thing. Um, so I mentioned wastelandactiveradio.com uh, earlier uh, that you can all visit um, for any updates 
regarding uh, regarding the show as well. Uh, but tied to that, we actually have uh, official Wasteland Active Radio merchandise now. Um, so you can get T-shirts and uh, stickers and all sorts of good stuff. We're going to be updating it here pretty soon with, with some new merchandise. But um, we got like shirts, hoodies. All, I tried to make mugs at one point, but it just didn't work for me. So, I, but I'm keep I'm that's on the list of things to make because I've always wanted to sell a mug. But, um, but yeah, so it's wastelandactiveradio.com, and there's a store tied to that if you're if you're interested. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, so, are you guys ready to start uh, talking about some gaming? do it man all right so i have a game i wanted to review for a while we have reviewed this game in the past it's called dead frontier 2 um the last time we reviewed the, or i talked about this game was september 11th 2018 um i played dead frontier 1 as a high schooler uh it was a top-down i think flash game it was set like as an mmo Mm-hmm. Um, so Dead Frontier 2 is a horror survival MMORPG set in the zombie apocalypse. It's a free-to-play game. Um, it the, the specs that uh, are required to play this are an Intel Core i3 AM, or an AMD FX, um, 3 gigabytes RAM, uh, Radeon HD 8550 or equivalent. You need DirectX 9, uh, 8 gigs of space on your hard drive, and that is all you need to play the game. So not a very intensive uh, game. Um, like I said, uh, we talked about this back in September of 2018. Um, I saw on the game's page that it said it was released June 2019 and not 2018 so maybe the earlier version i played was early access i don't exactly remember the 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 details um that being said if it was early access and then it got a full release um only a few months later you know uh that would be what um seven months later i think um then there there's more problems here than what i'll even list out so in um Dead Frontier 1, when you created your character, there was a class system that gave you uh, different stat boosts and different, like, starting gear. So if you played as a soldier, you'd start out with, like, uh, with a with an AR, an assault rifle. If you're an mm-hmm. officer, you'd start out with an SMG. If you're a firefighter, you started out with an axe. If you were a preacher, you started out with more money. If you were, you know, there's a bunch of them that were just, like that were just like role playing. So, you know, preacher, lawyer, banker, and they all basically just started out with varying amounts of money. Like a preacher got like an extra $50 to start out. A lawyer got an extra $250. A banker got like an extra 500, something like that. There were also um, classes like um, doctor or scientist or farmer who would get survival equipment at a better rate um like scientists would actually produce medicine doctors healed themselves better healed themselves better um or their 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 medical equipment lasted longer uh farmers got food faster they got like rations every day um something something to that effect there is no class system in this game it's entirely based on how you build yourself out right from the get-go um, which I I, th- I remember at the time I criticized. I said that was probably a bad idea. I still agree with that. <laughs> there's there's nothing that makes a level two 
makes any like level two to five characters any different from anything else. Um, there's a lot of nuance that is gone with with the removal of a class system. Um, so that's kind of like when you first start getting uh, set up. The game is in Unity. For those who are curious about how the development process, uh, the game was d- built in Unity. Um, so what has changed in the over a year since I've since I've talked about this game? Um, not much. You still start with the same boring weapons, um, <laughs> which is you start with a shitty little pistol and a two by four. The animations for the melee weapons are still exactly the same as they were before, and there's no nuance in the melee weapons. You just do the same swing all the time. Um, Doesn't matter if it's a board, if it's a bat, if it's a pipe, it doesn't matter if it's a sword or a shovel or an axe, it is the same stock swing. Um, Which means there's also little to no nuance in how the combat actually works. Um, so everyone starts out with this melee and you have to basically use the uh, melee because anything that creates sound like firearms attracts more zombies. So when you're at low levels and it's already difficult to deal with crowded rooms that have zombies, you get punished by using uh, firearms. Um, and that's still the same. The sound, the, the sound system still works the same. Um... The gun-wise, nothing really feels or sounds satisfying to use. They feel kind of whippy and ineffective. Um, and there's still really no nuance to the guns that I've seen. The uh, and I, In fact, I'm sorry, I apologize, because I do have um, some video that I can show here. Um, so the... The guns, like I said, kind of feel wimpy and ineffective. They all kind of feel the same. They don't really sound that great either. Um, So there's nothing that makes guns fun to use either. Uh, So that like this is just like the combat and the basic gameplay loop. Um, Whoops, I made a boo boo. uh, One moment. I was waiting Um, to see how long it took you to notice. Yeah. So, (laughs) um, my apologies to anyone who saw that uh, eyesore. While I'm fixing this, um, do you guys have any questions about the combat? That was my face. (laughs) So, combat uh, questions you guys have at all? Uh, I watched a good fair amount of the combat. Um. And honestly, it did look a lot uh, as wooden as you were describing it. it there was no, uh, sp- nothing special to see with, with the, uh, even like shooting with the scoped gun. Um, it, it it was pretty hard to watch. Yeah. Let alone play. You, I think you watched me as I was doing a, mm-hmm. a research stream. For about uh, an hour and a half. For about an hour and a half. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was not it, the the experience was not great. Um, it was not great to watch either. No, so I definitely don't recommend this for any content creator looking to get popular. Um, so the other part of this game, because I said it's a zombie survival MMO, is obviously the looting. Um, it kind of ha- it has like a looter shooter uh, whole thing to it. Um, looting isn't great. Like they, th- this game kind of has an identity crisis where it wants to be a role-playing game, it wants to be a survival game, and it wants to be uh, a looter shooter. 
the the looting aspect there should be a point when you're like a low level player where you're just overburdened with shit and you don't know it's shit right um you know you come across one or two lootable items you know in an area like you might come up come like up against like one or two lootable items in a building first room one or two lootable items in the next room you might get to a third room and there'll be nothing bosses might not drop anything it's very loot just is is very kind of meh um there's nothing sparse very sparse and it's never very rewarding like i said you should feel like you're overburdened with crap like you should not know how or what to take um and it really for for anything like this um because you don't want new players just with shit right you don't want new players who who spend all this time and just don't find anything that's not very satisfying when in a game that already does not feel satisfying in any capacity that's already kind of you know that's kind of adding fuel to the fire i think i played the game for maybe two hours and i haven't touched it since um so yeah and those were all problems i think were that were there um when we talked about the game last another thing that um i talked about or i didn't talk about and i think i gave it the benefit of the doubt that this was going to improve uh was ui um so the ui is just really flat and boring the ui that you guys are seeing on the screen uh in this gameplay is the exact same ui that is still there uh, and this video is a, is a year old it's very flat it's a menu style thing there's no illustrations there's no visual dynamics to it there's no depth there's no sorting um that i saw it's just a list of items in your inventory it is you have this gun of this rarity um you have this many bullets you have trousers shirt cans of food there's not and there's no real illustrations for any of that um the ui is just trash now i thought that maybe over the course of a year and a half or so that would have gotten better but it really certainly didn't um let's see what else uh, i i just have so much here um <laughs> oh skills uh it doesn't tell you if skills stack if you know it doesn't show you hey these are the skills that you leveled up here are the skills that you can get these are the skills you know they they work well with the skills beyond just pure as a list it's like you run two times faster you get hungry less fat you know less easy you can heal yourself better and that's it it just shows you a list it doesn't say it doesn't show you anything it doesn't give you like a skill tree or perks it doesn't go you know it's you know there's no survival or combat or research skill trees you know it doesn't set it up in any way that makes it engaging for the player to to use um at least not in my opinion i mean again these are my subjective opinions but i don't think that they're necessarily wrong um Ah, golly. Uh, there are different kinds of zombies in the game. I, I will give it that. There are different kinds of zombies and enemies in the game. It's not just all the one zombie. When I played, it really was just like one or two or maybe three zombies. But that's because I was in a starting area. Um, 
another thing that it does have going for it is um gameplay wise there is this thing where the hordes will um where the hordes will like attack your outpost at peak server times so that when people are on it'll kind of judge a peak for the day i believe um this is something that was a holdover from dead frontier one where you'd get like increased xp and there would just be zombies everywhere um so that that has stayed and i actually did pop in at a time when that happened and that was kind of fun you know you see everyone kind of killing zombies and trying not to lose this outpost because if you do then there's no npcs in the area i think like they won't trade with you or you can't call them for backup if, if they die uh and i think that happens and i think it stays that way for like 24 hours um but yeah uh otherwise i've been really unimpressed with this this game has been in development for almost two years um it didn't change i don't think it changed any of the things i had problems with before like the friend system and um the fact that maps are still instances right it's not like an open world you load an instance every time you go somewhere different um if you see how like they're opening and closing doors there um let me get rid of the ad that was just that just popped up but if you um see how like they're opening and closing doors and that's loading mm -hmm. that's basically a new instant um and it will just say if you're like you're on this server then yeah if someone's in that room you're gonna see that person but um it's yeah it's definitely not open world um you can go anywhere you want but i don't cla you know it, it, you go through a lot of loading screens <laughs> every um, single door every single door every time you go through to a different road or something like that yeah it's a different it's you you go through a lot of loading screens um which gets really annoying when you're constantly going through loading screens um i do think this is like a dev team of one so i'm trying not to like be super shitty and like just you know crap <laughs> all over the crap over the game um because if, i mean if he's doing this all on his own you know, I don't want to discourage him, but like I said, it's been two years and a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff that, that should have been fixed by now just hasn't been. Um, the game, uh, otherwise it runs fine. If it's something that you, appeals to you, maybe there's no harm in trying it out. Um, I just don't think I can go back and play it. Um, you know, maybe a year, maybe another year. And if problems with UI, problems with animations, problems with looting still exist, then I can't really suggest it. Um, but that's, that's Dead Frontier 2. <laughs> that's my, that's my return to Dead Frontier 2. You guys have any to questions? Be fair, to be fair, one, one person can do a lot in two years. I, I mean, yeah. It, granted, it is just one person, but I mean, yeah. You see what they what people build in in Minecraft in in two years, six months, a yeah. year, and I mean as long as you're dedicated to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like I said, I don't want to see, come off as mean or shitty or anything like that. I I really don't. But these were just things. I mean, it was just you know, it was this. It's it was like the exact same. Um, the animations thing really got me with the fact that like that there's no nuance in melee combat and for beginning players there who are basically basically going to be stuck to melee for probably the first 10 levels um, because they would you know starting players would will you know struggle to deal with uh, with crowds that nah, just wasn't I'm like it, 
that annoyed me to no end. Um, and I don't know necessarily if that can really be fixed without uh, a whole team. You know, unless he's going to put, unless if it's like a single dev team, unless they're going to put in a lot of time in, in redoing the combat system for melee, you know, there was no, like, there was no light attack or heavy attack that I saw. You know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, if even if there was like a light and heavy attack, uh, that would have been better. It spiced it up a little bit. Mm-hmm, exactly. If there's a bit more strategy other than just hitting, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, what about you, Mr. Hagen? Any thoughts or questions? Uh, so, I guess when it comes to like horror slash, you know, zombie killer games or whatever, I, I guess kind of rewarding to take everything i say with a grain of salt because i don't play these kind of games very much mm-hmm. um i haven't i haven't really since resident evil 4 uh, but it seemed I, I i agree with pretty much everything that you said uh danny uh it seemed very bare bones uh for the most part um and to a certain extent not completely but to a certain extent it reminds me of like it kind of reminds me of like a shitty knockoff version of Left 4 Dead, <laughs> uh, just minus the multiplayer. Mm-hmm. But, um, but like just the way that everything's like with the, because you said that there are different kinds of zombies. Mm-hmm. Well, they're, they're supposed to be anyway, I guess. Um, there, there are. So, there, there yeah. certainly are. I saw a gameplay where people were fighting different zombies. Yeah, um, but like I've never played the game. I'm just I'm purely going off of what I've seen on like online and what the the video that you were just showing. Um, but that's just that's just kind of my initial, I guess my initial reaction to it is like, oh, I've kind of seen this before, but the ones I've seen have are better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and just a quick shout out to Yippee Kaye, Mr. Falcon, uh, who I was using his uh, gameplay uh, video there. So uh, if you guys are interested, go check him out. Um, but yeah, uh, the I mean, it looks like it's it's, you know, very heavily inspired by Resident Evil and Silent Hill. Yeah. And the game just seems to have an identity. Excuse me, guys. Uh, the game just seems to be having an identity crisis. It doesn't know what it wants to be. It can't decide if it wants to be an RPG. It can't decide if it wants to be a looter shooter. It can't decide if it wants to be a survival game. Um, and so it just kind of half-asses all of them. Um, and does it in such a way that it's not it's not engaging to, to play. Um, I don't feel engaged when I when I when I was looting, I didn't feel engaged crafting my character um, in any way. So uh, it's got a lot of work and hopefully maybe um, they will, they will uh, improve, improve that. Um, so the question that I want to impose on you mm-hmm. is where would you place this in your least favorite games category of 2019? Ooh. Hold on. Can you pose that one more time? And I'm going to apologize because I can hear a train coming. Um, uh, where would you put this in your least favorite category of 2019 games? So would I say this is my like my least favorite game that I played in 2019? How would you rank it? I How would I rank least... it? Like, uh, yeah. um, I would probably say that 
I don't know. It's not the worst game. I think if I were to give it like a grading, it would probably be like out of out of 10, 10 being perfect. This is probably a 3.5. Um like it's and it's mostly just for like lack of polish and, and engaging gameplay. Um right, like the game isn't shit. Like it's not it's not built in it broken and you know like if i hit like the sprint button i don't like end up all the way down at the you know other side of the street it's not like there's it's not like day of dragons where it is completely empty of gameplay mm-hmm. right which for those who don't know the game the day of dragons thing sid alpha and big fry <laughs> um have incredible stories to about day of dragons it's that the gameplay itself is insane but the fucking developer is even worse so i mean the game the game functions as a game it has things to do so i can't just say it's like you know a a one out of ten absolute failure i will give it like you know 3.5 it's got gameplay to it it works and functions as a game and it's not completely busted okay i could agree with that cool it it definitely has some level of potential they just gotta keep working on it yeah um for sure like i said you know add a class system add add different animations or like heavy or light attacks to melee you know and overburden new players with shit like it doesn't matter if the loot is good just overburden new players with stuff so that they feel like they're doing something you know, it's at higher levels where players should feel like they aren't finding stuff, um, at least in my opinion. Um, so uh, next, guys, do we want to talk about uh, some of the CES stuff? Absolutely. Sure. Cool. Let's do it. Um, excellent. Okay. So... CES, the Consumer Electronics Show 2020, occurred uh, over the last week. Um, it's I think we started getting some like uh, some preview stuff uh, last show, but uh, mostly throughout um, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and over the weekend, um, we started seeing real stuff from CES and. Um, yeah, so like one of the first big things for gaming that we saw was the Razer Tomahawk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Green is smiling because yeah. he. I'll... You kind of uh, you kind of asked for this or predicted it in some way, <laughs> like literally two weeks ago, three yeah. weeks ago. Like, um, I'm gonna leave that on you to find. <laughs> yeah, it was um, the last of the year, last of the decade, <laughs> last of the decade podcast. So uh, the Razer Tomahawk is a. Um, it's a new gaming PC uh, that is a small, compact package that is uh, built with a mo- with a modular design. Um, so it relies on a new version of Intel's NU- NUC, which uh, they're compact devices already meant for different things. A lot of times, you can you know they're used to soup up different uh, smaller computing devices. Um, this latest NUC. Um, will have options where the MOBO, CPU, RAM, and storage will all be on a single PCIe card. Hmm. Um, 
so basically how this works is that you pick up the NUC you prefer selecting the RAM uh, which you can have up to 64 gigs of DDR4 uh, you select your storage capacity um, you pick a ninth gen Intel processor up to an i9 then you select your GPU which uh, you can go up to an RTX 2080 super um, you plug them into a PCIe slot uh, that's um, available in this case. Um, and then uh, the case already has the power supply in it, the appropriate power supply, and you just plug in the cables and boom, you're set, ready to go. Um, and then you can change things out in the future. Um, I'm kind of curious to see how they're going to handle stuff, you know, if you know, like with new uh, graphics cards or whatever else, how uh, simple that's going to be. Um, or if you have to get like a specifically shaped one for the Tomahawk, I'm not entirely sure. I'm uh, sure they'll be giving dimensions for, for the GPUs. Yeah. It looks like it can fit a Founders card, like a 2080 Founders. Yeah, it, it looks like it'll fit most, most graphics cards. Yeah. So that's the process of building uh, uh, a tomahawk as opposed to this. I kind of wanted to break this down. So as opposed to breaking down the case, mounting the MOBO, installing this power supply, managing the cables from the PSU to the MOBO, carefully installing your processor so not to bend a pin, um, installing a heat sink and other cooling if so desired. And then you have to install your RAM. Um, and then is also if you have like some other cooling that like requires some like actual mounting and not just one of the little heat seek fans. Um... <laughs> Uh, so then you install your RAM and then you have to put the P uh, GPU into the PCIe slot and make sure that you secure the I.O. to the back of the case um, before closing up the case and hoping that you did everything right before you try to boot it up. Now, it's actually not that hard. I kind of put some exaggeration in there, but that is the process. You even What? You... You want to uh, put the, the CPU and RAM in before you mount the, the motherboard. It makes life so much less complicated. That's valid. That's not 100 wrong. 100% validation. <laughs> ask Linus. Ask JS2 Sense. Ask Bitwit Kyle. They'll tell you. I Put that shit on first. But then slap that bitch in. See, I, I just put the... Uh, I mounted the motherboard and then I turned the uh, computer on its side. <laughs> See, I mean... It, it's just you slap that box down, you put everything on, good to go. Throw it in there. Okay, See, still. That's what he said. I got big hands, okay? <laughs> you can't be doing that. So, okay, so maybe you don't mount the MOBO into the case first. <laughs> that kind of, that's kind of negligible. But you still have to put the CPU in, exactly. make sure you mount your, you know, your cooling, put your RAM in, and then once you put it all in, you got to slot the uh, GPU into the PCIe slot and make sure all the IO matches up with the IO shield of your case. Yeah. It, essentially, it, it comes down to the cable management. Yeah. Um, and the cable sides of everything, uh, which, I mean, this one is essentially, the Tomahawk is next to nothing for cords and cables. Yeah. It's all essentially prefabricated. You got that. I don't know if I don't know if they're calling it a, a motherboard for the case, like a, a PCI mother, like its own separate thing. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure exactly how that's going to go down. Yeah, but it, it seems extremely plug and play. Yeah, it's so I'm interested in it because I enjoy compact devices. My desk is a fucking monster. My case is a monster. I have two very large monitors. Honestly, like my desk, it, my entire system is just kind of unruly. 
Um, and so I, I enjoy something that's, you know, maybe about, you know, maybe about like yay big and I can just slap on the back of a monitor. I like that idea. I do have some, I do have some concerns about it. You know, a space or if you have, you know, like a one terabyte hard drive and you're doing like a lot of video editing or you have a lot of games which if you don't just regularly uninstall games you're not playing i don't know what you're doing but you know are you gonna have to get like a tower of hard drives because oh. a lot of cases already have um you know slots for hard drives i have two in and i have space for another three in my case um you if that's about to say goal. something if that's the goal this case isn't this thing isn't for you yeah um th this is um i would consider it a a, a niche item uh, just because th this is going to be more geared to the people who are either entry level or they're tired of tinkering or they're looking for something form factor and they're not really worried about the specs. Okay. Um, if you're an enthusiast, uh, if you're a graphic designer, editor, streamer, hardcore gamer, this may not be your thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, especially like the water cooling enthusiasts, they're, I mean, they say yeah. that they're going to be having support for water cooling as well. I don't see that happening very well in such a small form factor. To say well. Yeah. Do you think Linus will try to put this into a uh, an aquarium with mineral oil? Absolutely. <laughs> I, honestly, I see I see Jay's two cents doing more water cooling with this than, yeah. than Linus. Perfectly honest. Um, so this, you, you kind of hit something there. We're saying that, you know, it's fairly niche for people who are interested in just starting, uh, starting, uh, building PCs or getting interested in PC gaming as opposed to console gaming or mobile gaming. Um, one thing that this is in your right, it's not really geared towards enthusiast. And part of that is you don't really get to choose your GPU or CPU. Um, you're kind of limited to what they're going to offer for this. Um, uh, you know, you're limited to Intel. So if you wanted AMD, you know, you're kind of SOL for this kind of solution. Um, for now. For now. For now. Um, well, a lot of it, a lot of it, from what I was reading, and I'm not a, I'm not a computer scientist or hardware specialist at all, right? You know, take everything I say with a grain of salt because I'm probably an idiot. But from what I understand is that a lot of this is built on infrastructure and proprietary technology from Intel. And so a lot of Intel products are going to be used um, or are going to be there by default. If AMD comes out with something similar or makes makes a deal with Razer, I could see that happening. But in terms of like your processors, you're just going to be stuck to uh, Intel. Um, go ahead. And the and the NUCs are more of their more of the contact uh, uh, the compact style. Um, so this is more of like laptop power versus a full size de desktop power. Mm -hmm. um, which don't get me wrong, you can get a really nice laptop that kicks ass. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're spending a lot more money, and I know they're going to give some options between like core size and and um, RAM size and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's still going to be fairly limited, especially without that competition with AMD. Yeah. Um, but uh, let me, I mean, I guess the other thing I was going to mention, yeah, I mean, if you're if you're someone who needs storage, this is probably not going to be your greatest 
choice and with it being designed for gamers i could see that being an actual problem so you might need to get like some externals and some sort of uh hardware um, hard drive tower that you'd keep on your desk um also io i'm kind of curious about io um because if you know this is geared for gamers then mouse keyboard headphones probably mics if they're if they're running their mics and their headphones separately um speakers if they're running usb speakers for when they're not gaming um these are all things i'm kind of curious about the io how all you know how much io it's going to have are people going to buy hubs for it um you know are they going to be shuffling things a lot that's just a question i kind of have i'd like to see the io stuff um but yeah that's i mean what else what else about this thing do you want to talk about or, are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready for it? Yeah. You know who would have benefited from this hmm. prior pri- a proprietary technology hmm. three or four years ago? Hmm. Xbox and PlayStation. <laughs> this is exactly what consoles need to do. Um, simply because when you a lot of gamers when they're when they pick up a console or when they're trying to decide what what do they want to game on, if they're picking console, they're picking it because either uh, price. Uh, or their expertise in in, in building. Um, just generally, PCs are more expensive than consoles. Generally, yeah. unless you're doing like an extremely budget build. Now, this would give the option for the console market to not only gain money each and every year by releasing new modular parts for that said uh, console using these parts, but then they could come out with a new PCI Gen 4 slot every three years and and Gen 5 and Gen 6 and, and re-release this Xbox One, Xbox Two, Xbox Three, all while still continuing to have it modular with these new parts every year. So they could slap their, their brand sticker on these new parts, sell them every year, then sell a whole new series eight years down the road. And they would make so much money. And people who are playing consoles or on play, you know PlayStation, Xbox, they... They would still have uh, systems that are are quality and can hold up with the new games that are coming out year and year and year mm-hmm. without being held back by by hardware. This would kill kill it. This would like smash the console war. Yeah. This would this would give them so much goddamn money. They wouldn't know what to do with it. They would they would be rolling in money. Sony would be having a heyday. They would buy back Marvel. So. To your point, I think there there's a point that you have there that uh, Xbox, I think, is kind of seeing the Microsoft in particular, seeing the writing on the wall because they're kind of ending this whole generational exclusivity kind of nonsense that has plagued the market probably since the beginning of time, um, where they're not going to be focusing on um exclusive releases for the xbox series x everything is going to kind of all their stuff is going to get across windows and and microsoft devices you know across the board um so xbox one users will get the games and the updates and uh, xbox series x will do that as well and and so will windows um sony i think sony will probably be the ones that get there that will probably get crushed by this um just my my opinion on on recent announcements and on devices like this if they become more popular 
Um, I, I, I foresee Sony probably struggling here very shortly. Um, Mr. Hagen, what are your thoughts on this? So, um, I, I guess ultimately I agree for the most part with, uh, with Mr. Green over here, um, in that, so like he's, he's completely right. Like as a console gamer myself, I do know that the biggest reasons why I tend to air towards consoles as opposed to PC, um, although I do do some PC gaming, but I air more towards consoles is be- is because of the price. Uh, typically, PC builds are super expensive, um, as opposed to like the three hundred dollars that a console is. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that uh, I, Danny, I do agree with you though. I think that. Um, like if this were to happen, I definitely think that uh, that Microsoft would have um, an advantage because they have multiple channels that they can operate through. Sony does, but not to the greatest extent. At least not as far as I've seen. I could be way wrong, but um, but it's like because Microsoft has like the has the PC network, also has the Xboxes and all that other stuff, and Sony has like like they have the playstation but as far as gaming is concerned i think that's just about it yeah i'm not mistaken well and i mean it's been with only the last four or five years that microsoft has realized that they own windows right they 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 focus and spend so much time on xbox and they kind of forgot that the you know there's a huge market for pc gaming um sony doesn't have the reach on pc that Microsoft does, does obviously, right? right? They don't have the the, the most popular um, piece. You know, they don't have the most popular computer operating system available. Um, the VOs, yeah. So I, I forgot about the VO actually. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> um and the closest they ever had was that p early ps3s had linux but uh mm-hmm. sony nixed that because of security problems um <laughs> through a firmware update um so yeah i mean that's the that's the uh tomahawk from razor we have some more stuff to talk about but i think right now would probably be a good time to go to a quick break what do you guys say i'm cool with it yeah let's let's do it all right guys we'll be back in about two minutes okay dad yeah that's much better all right and we are back and i remembered to turn on the audio this time when we came back from break (laughs) (laughs) i forgot to do that so i we we've developed uh, i've developed some new ways of doing the show where i mute things in obs and um I have their technically videos uh, that mm-hmm. play with some music and stuff like that. And last week was the first week with it. And we went a solid minute and 30 seconds just about <laughs> where we were <laughs> muted to the audience. And we were having a great oh. conversation, too. True, we were. <laughs> uh, so we have some more uh, CES 2020 stuff to talk about. Uh, we're going to kind of keep with Razor, but kind of um, we're kind of moving towards uh, uh, another, a very similar product here. Uh, so this was the Razer Kishi, K-I-S-H-I. Did you guys look at this thing at all? Yeah. yeah, this is the one that I actually got a pretty good 
pretty good chance to look at a couple different times. It looks sweet. Yeah, so uh, the Kishi is a universal mobile gaming controller designed to give your phone the same basic profile as a Nintendo Switch. Um, but it's available. For, it's going to be available for iOS and Android devices. Um, basically, two uh, two uh, handles uh, on both handles. There's a joystick on your left side. There's a D-pad on your right side. There's the XYBA. Um, it's going to connect through the Apple Lightning or USB-C for low latency play and also supports um, pass-through charging. So basically, what it's going to be doing is it's going to take your phone. Let me make sure. There we go. Just in case not, uh, anything embarrassing comes up. So it's going to take your phone and then <laughs> slap a controller on either side and hold it in place so that you hold your phone in with the uh, with the controllers and can manually input them, um, which is actually pretty fucking sweet. Um, it also the controllers uh, do connect to each other. Um, so I believe what you could do is like do like a Bluetooth connection um, and like set the phone down and mount the phone with like a pop socket or mount it on the table. So you're not, you know, bending over like this all the damn time and like straining your neck. Um, and That's how you get strong. <laughs> okay. That doesn't cause uh, back and neck problems at all. No, mus <laughs> muscular dystrophy is not a thing. Yeah. Okay. Um... So this is really, it's interesting because I've seen devices like this, but nothing's really taken off. Now, with Razer's name on it, do you guys think this can take off? Uh, it, it, I don't think it, it depends on the name, mm -hmm. more so the support. Uh, mm. the, I think that that's the biggest issue, is the game, game developers that are doing mobile games mm -hmm. have to be able to support this. Uh, like uh, PUBG, I know, wasn't... Uh, supporting controllers for the longest time uh, mm -hmm. PUBG Mobile um, Fortnite and I, I know they did it after like a month they uh, started allowing Bluetooth mm -hmm. uh, controllers so uh, as you said it, it's not something that's new I saw uh, something like this at Best Buy four years ago something like that yeah. I almost bought it because at the time uh, I thought it would be cool especially with PUBG Mobile coming out mm -hmm. um, so yeah that that's my biggest thing is Will there be support for controller add-ons for for mobile devices coming soon? Yeah. Uh, uh, what do you think, Mr. Hagen? Um, so I think it's super cool. Um, I know that, it, like you guys both said, I know it's it's not anything new, but I think um, I think the concept is generally pretty sweet. I also. Granted, I'm not much of a mobile gamer. I every time I play a game on my phone, I burn out after two weeks. It's pretty much exactly two weeks, so it's kind of. <laughs> but, um, but I mean, I think I would I would even give this a shot at some point because uh, I have I also have big hands and big thumbs, and it freaking sucks when I'm trying oh, to play a game and it's like I didn't mean to hit that button, but. Oh, man. I feel you. I feel you, dude. These, these ham chops. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Those meat um, gloves. Mm -hmm. Sausage fingers of, of the gods. At the, at the same time, though, um, I can't help but feel that unless it does get some kind of support, like uh, like Green was saying, mm -hmm. it's going to 
end up being like a it's it's going to end up being a high tech novelty. Um, mm-hmm. I think like there's some people that are going to be crazy for it. Yeah, but I think unless you get those popular games like the PUBG, COD, Mobile, mm-hmm. uh, those kind of popular games behind it, it's they're just going to be like, oh, 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 cool. Oh, we can't use it. Oh, then never mind. Yeah. Now, well, I, I do have to add. Yes. There's actually two things that would make this take off. Okay. It would be the support and the price. Okay. And because, don't forget strippers. Yeah, and don't forget strippers. Because <laughs> um, if they put a price tag of like $60 on this, I don't know how feasible that would be um, to mm. purchase this to play mobile games. Uh, especially since a lot of the mobile game players are more of the budget aspiring players as it is mm-hmm. i mean they sink a few dollars here and there into a mobile game unless you have like the fanatic ones there's they're few and far in between the fanaticals that will drop hundreds of dollars into a mobile game those are what um, the industry my, call whales yeah, yeah my my mother-in-law and her husband are are they whales? Are, are hardcore <laughs> they're like they are the blue whale of the mobile gaming industry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They dropped, uh, I think, $500 in three months on this Dragon Mania game thing. Oh, gosh. $500. Woof. Yeah. yeah. Woof. So, the freemium is strong with this. It's in, insane, too, because she, like, she's in a clan, and she acts like it is do or die life or death in this game damn okay but so it, it all comes down to the price tag as well mm-hmm. because i mean i would buy this if it was in between 20 and 30 bucks just, just to have it just to try it out mm-hmm. um if it works on pubg mobile i mean i play pubg mobile when i remember that i have it yeah. <laughs> so so uh, yeah that's the biggest thing let me ask you this if Project X Cloud and Google Stadia become viable products where you can play games on your phone, no problem, zero latency, as uh, as advertised and um, dreamed about by many gamers, would you pick this up for something like that? That is a very high hypothetical question. <laughs> uh, if If... If I was willing to spend the money, honestly, uh, honestly, no. Actually, I, I would say no, mm-hmm. um, just because we are actually going to talk about uh, what's next. The I'm, I'm going to save it for the alien alienware. <laughs> so, so no, I wouldn't. I would not. Uh, how about you, Mister Hagen? If Google Stadia or Project X Cloud, if you had a Google Stadia or X Cloud um, subscription and uh, you were interested in playing on the go, would you use this for your phone? Probably not, purely because um, to a to the thing that I mentioned earlier, um, I I mobile gaming and me do not get along. Um, like I, I have a Nintendo Switch and I like using that, like mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, but even then, I mainly use it as a, like on my TV. I don't. I I think I've only used it, um, as a like a mobile game, like a handheld game system, like maybe twice. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then, like I didn't go very far. <laughs> so um, I, 
I guess I've never been super interested in in mobile games, um, partially because of my hands, but also just because I, I don't know. I've always just preferred to have a a, a normal controller in my hand, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I'd rather not have to drop. I'd rather not drop a bunch of money for something that I'm probably that I'm more than likely going to get burnt out on within a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so but um i could see people doing like if if that situation that you have described if that comes to life i could see uh quite a few people especially if they're whales um you know jumping at just me personally i don't think i would yeah so let me ask you guys this and we'll kind of go back to the other razor product the tomahawk real quick um are you guys hot just starting with the tomahawk are you guys hot or cold on that on the tomahawk are you guys you know really feeling that or nah really actively turn me off like a white dwarf sun for the tomahawk you're pretty hot on that i'm hot yeah i think that is solid equipment okay uh mr hagen on the tomahawk are you hot or are you cold i would say i would say i am lukewarm um I'm I'm somewhere in the middle. I'm definitely interested. I am one. Mm-hmm. I am 100 interested, um, but I'd have to look into it a little bit more. Um, and it would also the I, I haven't seen anything about price, so I'd have to, it, that would definitely you know dictate part of it as well. But yeah. um, I am definitely interested, and I am willing to look into it further. But I would not be able to say yes or no at this at this juncture. Okay, so let's go to the Kishi now. Uh, green, hot or cold on the Kishi? It's going to depend on price. Uh, right now, without a price, I would say it's it's pretty cold. Okay. I mean, it'd be interesting if it was, as I said, under thirty dollars. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd probably pick it up. Okay. I'm not going to spend. I'd I'd try not to spend. $60 on a PlayStation controller, let alone uh, something for my mobile phone. Yeah. That I'm hardly going to use. Okay. Um, and, and I would have to agree. I, I would be fairly, fairly cold um, as well. I wouldn't say ice cold. Like, if I had a friend that had it, I'd borrow it from him for a while. Mm-hmm. But um, I would definitely not go out of my way to buy something like that. Yeah. Um, I definitely think it's cool. Don't get me wrong on that. Um, like I said before, I think it's kind of a cool like niche slash novelty item. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I personally am not super interested in it as something I would use. Yeah. Uh, just real quick, because I forgot to say what I how I was feeling on the uh, tomahawk. I'm kind of, I'm a little above lukewarm on the tomahawk. I could see the tomahawk, especially if I wanted to do a, a stealth build. I could. Uh, cool with the tomahawk on this kishi thing um a little below lukewarm on it the the, where i would really like to see this is cloud gaming if cloud gaming becomes a viable you know possibility for the vast majority of gamers i could see this actually being a thing you know you have your stadia controller at home that you use on your laptop your desktop or your you know uh with your Chromecast Ultra HD uh, that's overheating um, <laughs> on your TV, and then you have this that you throw in your backpack when you head out the door. It's a play game on your on your um, 
lunch break. Uh, Green is giving me a, a look. But uh, without that, without like cloud gaming, I can't really see this being an option I would be interested in. Green, what does that look for? <laughs> so I was reading more into the article. Uh huh. And the predecessor to the Kishi, the Razor Jungle Cat, uh, the price was $99. Ooh. So you're going to have to expect something around $99. Ooh, yeah, that's a little high. That's going to yeah. be a solid no for me. That's a no from you, dog? <laughs> that is 100% a no from me, dog. Like, I am... No. Hard no. <laughs> that's a hard yeah. no, bud. Yeah, if if that's going to be... if Yeah, that... if. If it's gonna be upwards of a hundred dollars, they're they're definitely spare parts, bud. It's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, there's no way I would. I, I as I said, I thirty dollars. It, it is a piece of plastic with a rigged Xbox controller in it. No. Yeah. Well, it does. It does have a Lightning slash USB C connector in it. You know. <laughs> oh boy. It supports pass through charging. Damn it. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> um, so you mentioned, you kind of alluded to something here, but uh, let's talk about the Alienware UFO. Um, so starting this off, the uh, this is only a concept right now, Mr. Green. Okay, this isn't on the market. I know. This isn't for sure coming. Um, but they decided uh, to bring off this uh, concept UFO. It is a mobile PC device that looks and behaves like a Switch. It is a small screen that is portable with two detachable controllers. Each controller, just like the Razer Kishi, has a joystick on either side. On the right side, you have XYBA buttons, and on the right side, you have your D-pad. Um, it has full Windows 10 running on it right now. So you could, in theory, perform other functions other than gaming, uh, like web browsing. Um, they showed off, like, I think Forza Horizon, right? They, they showed off some decent gameplay with it. Um, it uh, uh, you can access, like, Steam games on this thing. Um, it's, so, yeah, it's a mobile gaming uh, PC that looks and behaves just like a Switch. Um, which I'm actually kind of curious to see if they... Ha- if they do bring it to market what design patents nintendo has on the switch that could possibly get them in trouble well i think the biggest thing about this though is, is it's a certified steam machine mm-hmm. um so i mean people have been making steam machines for a while now yeah um, not not in the mobile capacity However, well hold on is it actually a steam machine because it's not running the steam os it's running windows it, 10 it's running windows 10 but it it, the the main focus is for Steam. Yeah. Yeah. But it's running window. When I think of like Ouya's or something else, like I always think of like it's running some sort of Linux distro designed by Valve to be for Steam. The Steam, uh, which I think, they, I mean, that's the Steam OS. I'm pretty sure it's a Linux distro. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's for Steam gaming for, and I assume if this is going to be a thing, uh, you could probably access any of your own PC games on it. I wonder if there'd be like a like an install slash sync option for it. I'd be kind of curious. I'm I'm excited to see that. That's that's the thing. I think um, the interest was peaked enough in uh, CES mm-hmm. um, that this is actually going to become becoming the market. You uh, think so? 
I, th- I think so. Uh, I'm I'm genuinely interested in this because mm-hmm. I've converted from a PlayStation console player to PC. Um, like I still I still love PlayStation, but PC holds my heart. Yeah. Um, so something that would be mobile um, is really piques my interest. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see this come to market. Mr. Hagen, what do you think? Yeah. Um, I. To be honest, I actually don't know too much about this, uh, so I'm not really able to give too much of an of an actual opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, however, one thing I will say is I do I definitely think or I definitely find the the switch like um, parts of like the the body of it to be interesting because um, it's it's amazing how. Like the Switch has actually hasn't been out for that long, but it's like apparently inspired a bunch of other companies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, to just like oh because the the because we got we just talked about the Kishi, which is Switch esque, mm-hmm. and then this is also Switch esque. So it's amazing. We'll have to see. Well, I, I I'm definitely also interested in how Nintendo's gonna respond to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but um as i mean i definitely i think it's cool uh from what i from what i have seen but i have seen very little and so i'm not really able to give uh an informed opinion um, yeah right now and just real quick we don't know anything about the specs they didn't announce the specs uh on this thing um that uh will remain a secret until if and when it uh it comes to market um i had some like kind of questions or green what's up uh, the CPU is an Intel 10th Gen Ice Lake. Really? Um, the storage. The the Tech Radar article I read said they, there was no specs they could give on it. Tech Radar uh, lied to P- me. PC Games, uh, PC Games and .com has the stuff for it. Okay. What else, What uh, are the specs? So, from right now, it's a C, you know the the Intel 10th Gen Ice Lake. Uh, Gen 11 integrated graphics, uh, removable NVMe uh, solid state. Um, the screen size is eight inches, and the resolution is uh, 1200p. Okay. Um, the store compatibility they're saying is Steam, Epic Game Launcher, uh, Origin, BattleNet. So essentially, all the, the game mm-hmm. launchers. Is there going to um, be? The running... Did it say? Did Sorry? it also mention the Xbox uh, launcher on PC or it Microsoft did not launcher? Say in- I would assume that it would yeah. still have that, um, since essentially because it is running on Windows 10. Yeah. Um, and then it is saying that uh, um, is the XE style uh, architecture of the CPU. Okay. Um, I'm what I'm kind of curious to look at when they when they because this is a concept when they bring it to market. What else are they going to uh, include in this? Are they going to include an HDMI out so you can dock it to a um, and display that out to another display, um, like you can with the Switch. Um, what's the I/O? It would be kind of interesting to like. Can I connect a Bluetooth keyboard to this? Because if it's going to be running Windows 10, can I do regular browsing? You know, maybe answer some emails on this thing, or you know, maybe even do some word processing. I certainly wouldn't use this for much else outside of that. Um, 
I certainly wouldn't try to do any video editing or photo editing on it, but you know, if it has web browsing capability, can I check my email account? Can I send off emails? Can I, you know, open up a Word doc quick and, you know, put a couple pages on a Word doc? Those are things I'm interested in. Um, and then again, like the docking situation, um, if the IO is there, can I, because this is going to be a PC, would I be able to put in a, a keyboard and mouse and play the, the games? I think those are all, you know, especially if it has a dock like a Switch. Like a Switch. Yeah, it, would, does. it does? Yeah, uh, the pictures I'm seeing, it's it's not like how the the Switch goes in between. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's almost like it's a, it, it docks in and it looks like it's, you can still look at that eight inch screen okay so it's like a mount exactly but it still is the dock system Mm -hmm. where you can hdmi out cool so yeah if you can do that hdmi out and then hopefully there's like an like usb io in there where i could like put in a mouse and keyboard and like you like i said just use it like an actual pc in that moment and then you know take it out from the mounting and uh, be on my merry way, you know, off to school or off to work or something. I do have some cons for this, though. Yeah. D- just based on the concept. Um, the biggest thing... Um, the biggest thing is preference. I-, I don't like how when you put it in the dock, I don't like the look of the controller. Mm-hmm. Um, it is very round. Mm. I should say it's not it doesn't seem very form-fitting to the hand Mm -hmm. um, which for me is important because I have big hands big (laughs) Um, meaty claws big old (laughs) fresh sausage hands (laughs) Um, the the second thing and it's more of a it's more of a a bias thing for me Mm -hmm. I am not a fan of Alienware Mm. Um, Alienware in the past has been pretty um pretty big about putting their name on something and overcharging for that name well yeah they're owned by dell what do you expect that's the thing (laughs) they are dell so i mean it's an interesting concept i like i like the idea i -hmm. like that it's not on uh like a console io it's its own windows 10 thing but it's mobile and it's not a laptop Mm -hmm. so i mean if you know, if something extremely powerful that you want to take on the go is something you're looking for, this probably isn't for you. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, that's more laptop territory. Um, but something that you're just going to pick up and go, um, and then and put it in your living room when you're not using it, and then log on to it and play a quick game of Fortnite while you're sitting on the couch. This is for you. Yeah. The biggest thing to watch out for is that price. Because mm-hmm. it is it is Alienware, so yeah. it it's probably gonna have a hefty title. They were saying they were thinking it was gonna be around six hundred dollars, but if it's Alienware, I don't think it's gonna be cheaper than. I don't think it's gonna be that cheap. Yeah. Yeah. So base basically, it sounds like this is like basically just a handheld computer gaming system. Like it mm-hmm. doesn't sound like like a lot of it's like yeah, it's computer. But you're probably not going to be able to do much else other than game on it. Yeah. I would like to see, I mean, if it's going to be running an actual PC OS on it, 
instead of unless they're going to just like put steam os on it or something i would like it to be able to do other things um i would you know not to say that i wanted to run adobe premiere and in the background um you know cook me breakfast but you know just some word processing if i can open up a word doc with a bluetooth keyboard i'd be more willing to actually spend money on that than um and then uh you know be on a laptop you know i would be more interested in otherwise you know i could just get a powerful laptop to play some games on the go if i wanted to um kind of course i'm a utility a person chromebook what's that kind of make it into like a higher tech chromebook not even a higher tech chromebook dude i'm thinking <laughs> like get just like a razor blade <laughs> this thing is probably going to be weaker in terms of performance than the uh the tomahawk yeah oh yeah um for sure um to me it's going to be you know if they're obviously they're going for like the whole switch design thing but you know you can't uh you can't type or search the web on you you can't type on a word document or search the web on a on a switch that's how they're going to be beat nintendo mobile gaming and you can do some other stuff with it you know connect a bluetooth keyboard to it do some word processing send some emails you know if it's going to be a pc give it some pc functionality but make it in a compact size that can go on the go that's where i, I would like say this can fall into a very specific niche too mm. the traveling gamer yeah, yeah. The, the work traveling gamer so if you travel for work a lot but you still like to play video games mm-hmm. this might be right up your alley because you'll still be able to play video games and if it does have where you can check your email send emails out and, and even even tethering via bluetooth to your cell phone to mm-hmm. get service or if you can actually get this hooked up to a uh, wireless plan mm-hmm. alongside like verizon or at&t mm-hmm. sprint that would kill it too yeah i yeah, mean I, they would sell yours or I, I could definitely mm-hmm. see that because then because then you wouldn't have to lug around like a console or whatever like in your in your bag if you wanted to like mm-hmm. play at like you're if you're staying at a hotel mm-hmm. or something yeah my my cousin-in-law had that problem he's like yeah i just got a i just got an xbox so I, when i'm traveling i can like play at the hotel like what game should i get and i'm just like oh you're gonna have a big bag <laughs> i had a 17.3 inch laptop uh it was the asus uh rog laptop mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that thing, even that thing was a pain in the ass to travel with in, in air flights because you had to take that that thing out of your bag. Yep. Yeah. So this, you can slide in your small pocket, pull it out, and you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Whereas that big, chunky laptop, pull that sucker out of my bag. Yeah. And, and high-end laptops are, are heavy. Yeah. Yeah. The power yeah. drains fast. And, I mean, they're, they're feasible to a point mm-hmm. in mobility. They're not perfect. Yeah. For mobility. Um so where are you guys at on this? You guys hot, you guys cold? What do you how are you feeling? I'm at a low simmer. Okay. Simmering. Um, Alright. I'm simmering. I I would say I am just above lukewarm on this one. Um mm-hmm. I definitely especially from the things I am hearing, I think it has the potential to be pretty sweet. Um but the price point is probably going to hurt my decision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um but uh 
but I, I'm I'm also not sure. I have to do some more research on it. But I at this, but I'm definitely interested. I would um I would definitely say um it, it would be just above lukewarm on that one. Cool. I'm I'm right about lukewarm. It probably wouldn't be something I'd buy, but I'm definitely interested in it as a concept. I'd like to see it, and especially if they make this into a device that it's like, it's a Switch plus a PC, right? It's Mm -hmm. mobile gaming, and you can send emails out on it kind of thing. That would be, I would probably be more interested in it at that point. Um, Anything else on the UFO that we wanted to talk about? No, that's everything I have. Uh, I'm definitely definitely just excited to see how it goes. Cool. Um, I hear some things that I saw at CES that are very that were interesting to me. If you guys have anything else, uh, we'll go from me to Mr. Green to Mr. Hagen. Um, so my, I, I just have three things here. Google Assistants are getting a lot of new features. Um, so you can do like uh, timed functions. So you can tell it, hey, start the coffee at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. Um, it also is getting uh, Google assistants are getting Android TV support. And then you can also delete your uh, assistant history um, for oh. privacy sake. Uh, there's a bunch of other functions. Those are just a couple that I'm, that I thought were interesting. Um, I don't know how private or how that really helps your privacy other than from somebody who, um, you know, has access to that device. You know, if you don't want your wife to know that you just ordered um, 300 pounds of flour for some reason, um, you know, I like to bake. OK, <laughs> honey, I'm learning for you, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you know, something like that. Then. But other than that, it's just like, OK, but are you not selling that shit to you still, you know, you just not selling our data to these other companies are you keeping that uh assistant history for yourself or you know those are still some questions i have um nvidia is putting out a new display meant for competitive gaming and it has a stunning 360 hertz refresh rate (laughs) um and then uh lenovo unveiled the world's first 5g enabled laptop called the lenovo yoga 5g um those are some things i saw at ces uh, oh, and then uh, Segway put out a chair. <laughs> a chair. Yeah, so it's a basically imagine a chair, and then there's like Segway wheels under it. And it has like the whole self balancing shit, and you can control it with like a little joystick on the arm, or you can lean for lean to control it. Like you can like slightly lean forward and like tilt yourself to the sides. Um, so we are gradually moving closer to a world in which we are all the humans in the Wally. Absolutely, that's the only <laughs> thing I can think of. Robots wow. cleaning our cleaning our trash and you know Samsung beer. Samsung <laughs> did unveil um, robotic arms for the kitchen. <laughs> I. Like, don't get me wrong i can be lazy i'm a, a heavier set guy <laughs> but there is no way in hell that i would buy a robot to do shit for me <laughs> like if i if, if i can't get up to go to the fridge to stuff my face there's no point in stuffing my face <laughs> you gotta you gotta earn that shit okay um earn it. what else did you I see mean, I w- all right go ahead uh, z Oh, I was just saying I would get a robot to like run errands and shit for me. I would definitely do that, but nothing. 
I can do that much. That's, that's what Uber Eats is for. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, aren't Uber drivers just robots anyways? Aren't the peasants just robots anyways? <laughs> Pick number three, my lord. <laughs> Philly peasants, Philly. Um, anyways, what'd you see at CES that you liked, uh, Green Elite? Uh, well... Uh, AMD clapped at Intel mm, mm-hmm. and essentially took over their CPUs for their uh, for notebooks and laptops, releasing a 12-core Ryzen note, uh, notebook CPU. Yeah. Um, I believe mm-hmm. they stole Asus from Intel as well this year. Intel, uh, Asus is going for, uh, for AMD over Intel, which is a big deal for AMD. Yeah. That that puts that puts some uh, fire under Intel's ass for sure. Yeah, because that I mean Intel was dominating the market for laptops, and for AMD just to like, hello, we have a twelve core processor. Put this in your in your laptops and uh, give us all your money. And then they went for it. <laughs> and Asus is like, fuck it, I don't care. Let's go. So I mean. And that's twelve cores in a laptop. I mean, that's yeah. a pretty that's a pretty beefy laptop. Okay? Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, and it, and it, that might be that might be a little too beefy for a laptop. You know, it might you 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 might want to keep that on a table so you don't burn your fucking <laughs> yeah. legs. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, I mean, they have to have some fans in that thing because imagine how hot that sucker will get. Like just in just room temp ambient temp sitting on even a desk like my laptop i had i had to get one of those bases with the fans that blew up because that thing would literally scold you and the the the, the cpu temps were like super it's a good old sperm killer is what it is oh god yeah (laughs) your boys will be how's that new new laptop of yours well it runs really well but (laughs) i can no longer walk (laughs) my balls are always sweaty (laughs) honey i hope you didn't want kids (laughs) Uh, um, what else did you see at ces uh that's pretty much the biggest thing for me other than that uh, the the monitor that you you brought up the mm-hmm. insane amount of hertz. You didn't want to bring uh, up the uh, smart sex toys that connect uh, to your phone. No, no, they're programmable. No. Oh, Danny, I don't want everyone to know that I'm a fiend. Okay, <laughs> well, that now is they just do. between me and you. Okay. <laughs> All right, uh, <laughs> Mr. Hagen. What else? Apparently, we apparently we can't uh, trust Danny with secrets. Now that I know we that. cannot. <laughs> um, so I have two things. One is smaller, um, mm-hmm. so I'll start with that one because that one's actually gaming related. I I saw that they um they re- that PlayStation released the at least it was at least just the logo anyway for yeah. for PS Five. Um, I thought that was cool. It would I mean it, you know, it's not huge. Yeah, <laughs> it's not huge by any means. Because I mean, it's just the, the PS4 logo with a new number. On. 
but, is yeah. So anyone who saw, <laughs> so anyone who uh, is listening to the to the audio only version <laughs> of the show, Green Elite just did like the imagination <laughs> with his hands, just like <laughs> made a rainbow with his hands. Um, <laughs> I don't know what he's grabbing, but he's grabbing something. <laughs> uh, what else did you see? Um. I saw that, uh, so this one's not gaming related at all. I thought it was kind of cool. Apparently, yeah, exactly. He's showing He's uh, showing his PS4 logo. Yeah, it was PS5 is literally just the same thing with a 5, yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, it's cool that they're starting to work on that. That was, that was my, mm-hmm. that's what, that was my biggest takeaway with that. But, um, apparently Uber and Hyundai are working on flying taxis um i saw so this it, yeah and um so it's like apparently they're they're not going to be doing anything with it or they're not going to be they're not planning on to like really launch this until 2023 but um but yeah it, i guess it Wait, says what year was that <laughs> 20 2023 2023 so as in in three years yes in three years that's a no for me dog um <laughs> okay continue continue (laughs) that's that's what it says in this thing anyway but it um i guess the it says the it's an electric plane called the i find this hilarious it's called the uber die (laughs) u-b-e-r-d-a-i yeah exactly um and you have to pay them to do it (laughs) you're gonna pay them to crash and die yeah well hey it's that'd probably be better than a quarter quarter powered uh suicide booth but um (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, it says uh the plane will carry a pilot and three passengers up to 60 miles at speeds of up to 180 miles per hour Mm. so you Um, can crash with company (laughs) yep exactly Uh, hey you know misery loves a company i was gonna say how many times you think iran is gonna shoot those down (laughs) i don't know um, oh, sounds like an awful idea. Yeah, it's supposed like I like the concept because it's supposed to help get more cars off the road, but mm-hmm. I don't. Um, I, I, but I, I think it's it's execution is gonna be the uh, gonna be the main thing. You know what are some other great options? Trolleys and trains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and those stay like, on the ground. Those stay okay? on the ground. And you're not trusting a random pilot with your life. Although I guess this is like... According to this article, I guess this is, it's not the first... This isn't the first instance of this kind of thing because I guess it says um, last year Boeing... <laughs> Uh, began test flights uh, on an electric aircraft with passenger pods, uh, mm. but theirs only goes up to only goes up to fifty miles. Mm. Um, yeah, so it, apparently, it's this, this market is starting to get pretty lively, quote unquote. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, definitely interesting. Mm. But yeah, they're definitely gonna have to test that shit out. So like quite a bit. Oh, yeah. I don't even like. I don't even like big planes. Okay. I'm not gonna get in a small plane with four <laughs> other people. 
Hey, where are you guys going? I... Straight to our deaths. That's what we're going. <laughs> yeah, right it's... into the ground. <laughs> he pulls up and he's like, it's going to be $20 non-refundable deposit before you get into this thing. And he's going to be the only one with a with a, uh, <laughs> with a, a parachute. <laughs> yeah. He, he just, he's like, oh, well, we ran out of fuel. Here's <laughs> what I'm imagining is just he like he touches down in this little thing right and you guys all climb in and it's just like here's the aux cable and uh there's water in the cooler down by your feet <laughs> uh no i don't have chewing gum for your ears that are about to pop fucking deal with it and no we don't have an in-flight movie <laughs> as he cracks a beer <laughs> as he cracks yeah and no and just like a regular uber um he takes a wrong turn and you somehow end up on the bad side of town <laughs> <laughs> how did you miss this you can see all of the city <laughs> it's like you can touch everything but don't press this button <laughs> Someone's going to press one? that damn button. <laughs> Wait, and this one? Beep. Oh, yeah. it's such a bad idea. It's. I cannot I, fathom if, who would put their life into a tiny little airplane's hands. Look, if we want to get more, if we want to get more cars off the road, which I agree is a, probably a pretty good idea, considering the amount of damage individual driving does, then cities need to, cities and companies need to invest in trolleys and trains to make commuting across towns easier. Simply put, that's it. <laughs> you know, uh, for areas like ours where things are spread out and you it's like negative 30 degrees on a random January day. Um, it's not very fun to have to walk somewhere in, to be environmentally friendly. Um, cities right. need to, cities need to invest in in troll, electric trolleys and electric trains to to transport citizens and make commuting easier <laughs> if they want to deal with um, with emissions and stuff like that. Just my just my two cents on that. Um, make a subway system. But Elon, where are you with that boring company? God damn it. <laughs> um, he's too busy smoking weed. He'll be back later. <laughs> he's just chilling with Joe Rogan doing DMT. Uh, <laughs> what else at uh, CES did you see that you guys want to talk about? Anything? Uh, just, just the little stuff, really. Yeah. Uh, I think AMD also dropped the Ryzen 4. 4000 series processors mm -hmm. you know just a little kickoff yeah i mean which i i the, the three series is has always i mean it's fresh mm -hmm. from just last year just kicking off last year so yeah um you know they haven't really brought anything to the table like showed what you know what what's up but i mean they made the inevitable inevitable announcement that the 4000 series is coming out yeah so cool um anything else guys that we want to talk about otherwise we can start wrapping up the show i'm good all righty i yeah I, I don't have anything all right mr hagan tell us what's coming up with uh you and how people can find all of your stuff um yeah so so with uh wasteland active radio we have uh I said at the beginning of the show, we have our second season coming up in a week from tomorrow, January 22nd. Uh, the episode will, I have the episode scheduled to release at about 11 a.m., but obviously you can listen to it 
at any time past that. Um, that's central time. But, um, yeah, we have, um, we have all new characters. Uh, well, we have our main, if you've listened to any of season one, if you haven't, I highly encourage you to do. But um, if, if you listen to any of season one, uh, the main characters from season one are still, are most of them anyway, are still active. Uh, but we're bringing in all new characters as well. Um, season two also features our very first guest appearance. Um, I'm not going to, I won't go into spoilers as to say who and or like who the guest is or who the character is. You'll find out when it launches. But um but yeah, um, just if you haven't seen it yet, be sure to go to visit uh, wastelandactiveradio.com. Uh, visit our web store, check that stuff out. Uh, check out our Facebook page, uh, Wasteland Active Radio Revival. Um, and you can also check us out on Instagram. Uh, it's at uh, W A R R Podcast. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's about it awesome um and for any other personal stuff that you want to get out there you know do you have any any like socials that uh, you want to mention as well uh not really um most of my other projects are uh slow moving at the moment we're we're working on some other stuff um i guess i will mention i have a band we're called the zachary daniels band um and we are working on a new EP right now. We have one album out at, right now that's on Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff called Evolve. Um, Zachary Daniel, we play pop rock, alternative rock style music. Um, that's uh, Z-A-C-H-A-R-Y Daniels band. The A-R-Y is very important as I have recently found out that there is a Zach Daniels band um, that plays country. Um, and so we so the ary i always have to stress that now so people don't get as confused mm. but um but uh yeah besides that no mainly just uh go check out my podcast yo awesome and uh anyone that is watching live uh mr greenlee did put uh links in the chat um anyone that thank is thank you listening- very much green Yes, thank you very much. Um, anyone that is uh, listening, audio only, links to all of the uh, stuff will be down below in the episode description. Uh, so be sure to go check that out. Uh, Mr. Greenlee, what is coming up on your channel? Um, I'm actually going to jump on after the podcast. And um, Apex dropped a new the soiree event, which is mm. I, I'm not sure exactly how long it's going to be, but it's different game modes that they're going to be playing. Uh, releasing and i think it's on like a rotation mm, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty exciting check out the trailer for that um which actually i've re-kicked rekindled my apex kick uh a couple i would say last week and i've really been digging playing apex again mm-hmm. um but other than that it's just the same old same old apex death too yeah. um but yeah you can always catch me on t- uh, twitch which is the you know twitch.tv forward slash mr green or my you can catch me on instagram twitter uh, I have a Facebook, uh, all the fancy stuff. So. Awesome. 
Um, if, because Rev isn't here, I will go for him. Uh, guys, go check out our other co-host, Rev Sven, on twitch.tv slash RevSven. Uh, you guys can also find him on Twitter, RevSven. Uh, I'm sorry, RevSvenTTV um, is, I believe, his uh, handle. Just one uh, T. Just one T? Um, and then you can also find him on Instagram. Uh, he will be going to PAX South next week. Um, so make sure you guys go in, uh, check out his Twitter timeline, see if you guys can meet up with him. He actually has NTN stickers. Um, so if you guys go see RevSven at PAX South, ask him for a sticker. He might be able to get one, um, if he hasn't given them all away already. Um... And so we'll be talking about PAX South next week with our guest. Um, I'm not going to say who our guest is, just uh, for safety's sake here. Um, he will also be doing, because uh, RevSven had a uh, had an issue with his um, Airbnb, he will be doing a stream tomorrow night, a Scarathon, uh, to help kind of make up the difference between the Airbnb and his hotel um, cost for PAX South. So go on ahead and uh, head over to RevSven's channel and uh, hit him up, um, you know, hit him with some good donations and some subs and stuff tomorrow night. Um, if you guys are listening to this the night it comes out. Um, other than that, coming up on my channel, um, I'll probably be playing some Apex uh, Legends. I kind of enjoyed doing that uh, the last couple nights. Um, Darwin Project comes out or came out with a full release this week. Um, so I'll be going back to Darwin Project uh, probably tomorrow night. Or I'm sorry. Yeah, tomorrow night I'll be doing uh, Darwin Project. Um, and we'll probably talk about that here in the coming weeks, doing, talking about the full release. Um, other than that, uh, to wrap things up, uh, be sure to follow everyone on their individual channels and social media accounts, guys. We really do appreciate that. That lets us know that you are wanting to hear from us and that you guys like what we're doing here. Um, if you guys joined us live on Twitch, we appreciate you for being here. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you missed any part of the show, you guys can watch the VOD uh, here on Twitch or on YouTube. Um, if you guys want to take us on the go, then you guys can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Uh, we're also on TuneIn, and we're on a um, platform called Swoot as well, which uh, if you guys are in the uh, live chat, um, there is a referral link. If you guys click on the referral link that I provide, um, you guys get a dollar to donate to a show of your choice. doesn't have to be us. It can be Wasteland Active Radio. It can be our friends Budget Arcade or Tessa and Elliot Argue, uh, our friends Just Think. It could be any podcast that you want. And then I also get a dollar to donate as well to any po podcast that I want. Um, so that's a great way to help support us. And if you guys want a social platform, you guys can follow me on Swoot and you guys can see uh, what I'm listening to and what I recommend you guys listen to as well. It's an awesome platform to be on. Um, if you guys uh, do like what you see here, what we do here, and want to support us, you guys can leave a rating and review on the uh, podcast platform of your choice. We really do appreciate that. Um, you guys can also help us out by telling your friends about the show and tweeting out our links uh, and all of that wonderful stuff. Um, once again, guys, thank you for listening. You have a wonderful rest of your week. We appreciate you guys being here. Uh, and be sure to support our guest, Mr. Hagen. Guys, absolutely anything else that we want to talk about right now. Just that we love each and every one of these viewers. Yes. And each, and every, each and every listener, you all are fantastic. I love you all. Yes, you guys are absolutely amazing. Uh, guys, until next week, goodbye. Thanks for listening to the show. If you like what we do, 
give us a rating and a review on your favorite platform.